From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Hiya to each of you tuning us in on one of our affiliate stations across North America, and hey there to those of you streaming us live at zoomerradio.ca, those who take the show with you on your mobile device and listen via the Zoomer Radio and Conspiracy Show apps, those of you who stream us on our YouTube channel, Strange Planet. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Jonathan Kahn stays with us for this hour, discussing the material in his brand new book, The Oracle, The Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled. Could an ancient prophecy and a mysterious ordinance given in a Middle Eastern desert over 3,000 years ago be determining the events of our day? Could some of the most famous people of modern history and current events be secretly linked to this mystery? Even a modern president of the United States. Could this ancient revelation pinpoint the events of our times down to the year, month, and day of their occurring? Could a mysterious phenomenon be manifesting on the world stage on an exact timetable determined from ancient times? And could these manifestations have altered and now be altering the course of world events? Jonathan Kahn is here to take us on a journey to find the man called the Oracle. One by one, each of the Jubilean mysteries will be revealed through the giving of a vision. The Oracle will uncover the mystery of the stranger, the lost city, the man with the measuring line, the birds, the return, the day of the lions, and much, much more. So, Jonathan, we're going to sort of retrace our steps back in history a little bit and, and sort of cover certain other mysteries. But we left off with Donald Trump and we left off with the fifth door. Let's quickly talk about the sixth door, which kind of takes us into another realm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. again, there's seven doors, and, and we're, basically we're just touching on a few revelations from each door, but there's much more. Now, you know, the sixth door deals with the future, deals with where we are, the end times, and actually deals with other, even bigger mysteries that involve the entire world. Now, I'll just share one for now, and we'll do more later, but here's one. Remember what the Jubilee is. The Jubilee is the mystery of return. You return to what you lost. You return to where you came from. Now, there's amazing things. This is really going to sum up end-time prophecy. All end-time prophecies can be linked to the Jubilee. Everything's about return. But here, let me give you a totally different kind of Jubilee, or I call it, in the book, it's called the Dark Jubilee. And that is this. Everything returns to where it was at the beginning of the age. You know, Israel, the Jewish people, where were they were in Israel? They come back before the end. They were in Jerusalem, they come back. They return to where they were. But now, where was the world at the beginning of the age? Well, for instance, Western civilization, where was it? Well, it was linked to Rome. It was the Roman Empire. But at that time, it was pagan. It was non-Christian. It was anti-Christian. And then the gospel came, and then it became something else. But if everything's going to return to where it was... What the mystery is saying, the mystery of the Jubilee is not, it's about the entire world, it's about the end time as well. It reveals that the world will also return to where it was at the beginning of the age, or world culture, or mainstream culture. What was it? It was non-Christian. So what we're watching, we're watching it every single day. We're watching the world, world culture, returning, moving away from the Christian faith, and returning to its non-Christian, even its pagan state, that it was, 
watching increasingly become anti-Christian, and it's all happening according to this mystery. It says, everyone shall return to their own possession. Well, the original possession was that. So the Jewish people return to Israel. We're going to even talk later on, talk about how the church also has a jubilee to return to, how we do as believers. But the amazing, every time you see this and watch this on television, you hear another news event, well, it's part of the mystery. Everything has to return, so the world is returning. There's a TV show, it's been around for years, but they're like gladiators. And instead of fighting with armor, they, you know, they have to go through an obstacle course and things, but they're called gladiators. So it is, I often watch television and think, these are the last days of Rome, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and every time you see another news story, okay, the government or this thing has said, okay, now this is no longer legal anymore. They, it's always turning against the Christian faith and, or its roots or its foundation, you know. And the Bible actually says on the end times there will be a one world, as many people in prophecy know, a one world civilization that is linked to Rome. But the Jubilee, this is the arching thing over the whole thing. It's what we're living in. But the good news is there's a call for us, there's a jubilee for us as God's people about what to do. We won't get to it yet, but that comes also on the sixth door. All right, so on to the seventh door. Let's open up that seventh door. What lies behind Ooh. The seventh door, that's such a mystery that I'm just going to touch on it. Well, the mystery that you believe is about everything. It, it, salvation is part of it. it. What is salvation? You're coming home. You're returning to what God has for you. It's your ancestral possession, that life, that salvation. That's what God, you're coming home like the prodigal son. But it's also, if you read the end of the Bible, what's the end of the Bible? The end of the Bible is the return, Jubilee, return to what we lost paradise. You know, at the beginning, it's all lost. At the end, everything returns to, we're coming home, to the ancestral possession. And that an ancestral possession ultimately is heaven. Our ultimate ancestral possession is God. So the mystery of the Jubilee is also about eternity. It's about each one of us. It has to do with each one of our lives about returning, because our whole salvation is returning home. And ultimately, you know, when we eternity is returning to our home. That is heaven. I'm just, I'm not getting into any detail right now. But also, it gives the keys of how to apply the jubilee or the power of the jubilee to our lives because it's the power of breakthrough and restoration and when you see all these things we're, that Richard and I are talking about about the amazingness of God of doing all these things well that same power is for each of our lives now we're talking about the seventh door there's another important number seven and that's the seven wells and this really ties into the very birth of sort of the covenant with Abraham and, and so forth yes. tell me about yes. the seven wells yeah, the very first place that actually the Jewish people had a claim in the land was a land that, that was over a well that Abraham claimed. It was taken away from him, and he got it back. And so when he got it back, they called the name of the place, the place of the oath, or the, or the word in Hebrew for oath also means seven, or the place of the seven wells. And in Hebrew, that word is Beersheba or Beersheba. So that's the beginning of all these things, the beginning of the entrance of the land. And that jubilee, when we saw that, when the British Empire is coming into the land, the first place that was taken, that was won back. The first victory was the victory in Beersheba, the very beginning of Israel having the land in the first place through Abraham. And the day it happened was the exact day that the British Empire voted and passed the Balfour Declaration. God blessed them. They had their first victory. But amazing thing, and I'm just going to do very quick, is I told you that mystery about how all these appointed words are revealing what's happening now. Well, on the very time that they won back Beersheba, there's a script that's read throughout the whole world and by the Jewish people in synagogues being chanted and sung and recited. What was it? It was about Abraham taking Beersheba. The taking of Beersheba. <laughs> of course. Amazing. Of course. Amazing. Amazing. 
I mean, I didn't realize that you could look back and find out the sealed, the appointed reading for every single day in yes, hundreds and hundreds can. and hundreds and, of years. Yeah, and I had to do that. I mean, in order to see this mystery, I, I mean, I didn't see it. I started looking and said, wow. I mean, every, I mean, it's not, you can't control it. You can't tell God when he has to do it. I mean, it happened throughout. It happened from the beginning. We saw it with, with Mark Twain, the stranger. It happens up to Donald Trump and his birth, as we saw. But it happens throughout the whole thing. It's amazing. What's the day and night of Kislev? Well, there's a scripture in Haggai that says that there's one day on the 24th of Kislev is going to be the day of blessing for you. It's going to be, the curse is going to be overturned. The kingdoms are going to fall. You're going to have a blessing from this day on the 24th of Kislev. Now, nobody knows when there was nothing that we know fulfilled it back then. It's talking about a blessing. He's talking about particularly Jerusalem. Well, amazingly, the day that Jerusalem was liberated by Allenby's forces from the from the Ottoman Islamic Empire, first time it was liberated in 2000 years from hostile powers back to, to go to the Jewish people. The day it was the 9th of December, well, on the Hebrew calendar, it was the 24th of Kislev, the actual day that says this is going to be the day of your blessing. And at night, that same night, all over the world, candles are being lit. And why are they being lit? Because it's the feast of Hanukkah. And so, and what is Hanukkah? It celebrates the rededication of the temple, and it celebrates driving the enemy out and the restoration, the liberation of Jerusalem. So on the day that Jerusalem is liberated, after 2,000 years, God just orchestrated it that it's the same day that celebrates the liberation of Jerusalem. Wow. Now, so let's go back to the day that Israel was voted into existence, existence which was, again, September 3rd, Oh, 1947. No, it, 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 no it, it was voted. Yeah, that was one. September 3rd is when the the partition plan was received, and November 29th is when uh, when the vote came. November so 29th, is, 47. Yeah, and, and it turns out, Richard, it was a Sabbath. So that means there's an appointed word, not just for the week, but for that exact day. So what was the word all over the world? The word. Now, now here's what they they voted on the return of Israel. They were voted on the which is going to end the exile. Come, the Israel's going to come home. Well, another word for Israel, most people in the Bible know it, is Jacob. Jacob, you know, Jacob is the father of Israel. In the Bible, the name of Israel is also called Jacob because his name was changed. So, both, so, so sometimes it, the, the nation of Israel is called Jacob. Well, what was the word? The word that's all over the world is the return of Jacob from exile. The return home of Jacob from exile. It's being, as they're voting it. But not only that, when Jacob returns home, he starts preparing because he, he's afraid he's going to be attacked by his brother Esau. Well, on the, from that moment of that vote, Israel begins begins preparing because it's going to be attacked by its brothers, the Arab nation. So it's, it's, it's relaying everything. It's about the two brothers and the partition. But even beyond that, when, when, that, when Israel was voted, it wasn't called Israel. Nobody knew what the name was. In fact, nobody knew the name of the nation until just about, they, they decided about two, two days before the birth of Israel, which would happen May 14th, 1948, a few months later. So, but nobody knew the name. But it was all revealed on that day when it, the first day they, the world speaks of the of a Jewish nation. The appointed word all over the world was "You shall be called Israel." <laughs> the very it, and it's when Jacob's returning to the land, his name is changed to Israel. When the sons, when the children of Jacob return to the land, their name was changed to Israel. The exact thing. It's all revealed on the day. What were some of the other names they were they considered? They thought of calling it Zion. They thought of calling it Sabra, like the cactus. They, they thought of calling it Judah. And they settled with Israel, but it was all there to begin with. It was all there in the appointed word. Ah, well, and here's just a, a little teeny tiny mystery. My baptismal name, when I was uh, converted into the Orthodox Christian faith, is Jacob. There you go. Oh, cool.
cool. All right. Very the, cool. The day of the scrolls. What are the day yeah. of the scrolls? When God restores the nation of Israel, he always first restores the word. And the, the word comes, word of prophecy, word of, of the law and Sinai, before the nation comes. God works by sending his word, and then he creates. Well, an amazing thing, there's a shepherd boy, a, a, a Bedouin shepherd, he follows a goat, and as he's looking for the goat, he ends up searching through a cave, he throws a rock into the cave, sound of pottery crashing, he goes in there, and he finds these ancient cylinders, opens it, there's parchment, it turns out to be the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls is the restoration of the Word. Now, in the Dead Sea Scrolls are actually, it's the Word of God. The entire book of Isaiah is there. It's the earliest copy of the Bible we ever had. Before that, it was the Middle Ages. So this proves the Bible. It proves how accurate the Bible is. God restores the Bible through this. Now, when did it happen? It happened in the year 1947, just as Israel is going to be voted in existence. It happened, you have the Word, and then a few months later, you're going to have the nation come back to existence. But, even beyond that, the guy who first looks at the scrolls or unveils it, interprets it. There's a guy named Eliezer Sukenik. He takes the scrolls back to his apartment. He starts uncovering it. He's trembling because he he's got an idea of how important this is. In the other room is his son. His son's running back and forth and giving him news of something because on the exact day that the Dead Sea Scrolls came to light after 2,000 years of being hidden, on the day of the restoration of the Word, on that day, it's November 29th, Israel is voted back into the world the same day. The word and the nation, same exact day. <laughs> the hits just keep on coming. Yes, uh, amazing. Earlier we mentioned Trump, President yes. Trump. The Oracle also reveals a secret behind, I believe, another American president and an ancient yes. mystery. What's that about? Yes. Yeah, when Israel came back the first time, there was a world ruler named Osiris who was the one who released them, actually gave the word to release them, and gave them the sanction to basically come back as a nation and Jerusalem. Well, was there a world leader the second return? Well, there was. It was Harry Truman. Harry Truman, and there's so much about this, but an amazing thing, his life is going to parallel Cyrus. First of all, Harry Truman is going to be the one who recognizes Israel 11 minutes after after it comes back into the world. But people don't also know that uh, that Harry Truman, not only before that, he actually issued the orders to release the Jewish exiles from Europe to come back to Israel. He sends word to, to Britain and says, release them just the way Cyrus does. And, the, and I'm just throwing this in. On the day that he does that, and the day he says, release them from exile... The, it's, it's a Sabbath. The ancient word all around the world is God saying, I will gather you back from exile. I will restore you, bring you back to the land of your fathers. I mean, on the day. Now, on top of that, Cyrus, Cyrus was in government. His time in rule and reigning was 30 years. Truman comes to government in the year 1923. He ends as president in 1953. 30 years. 30 years. Same as Cyrus. Mm. Also, Truman comes to, well, actually, Cyrus comes to power when he is 60, uh, comes to world power when he takes over Babylon when he's 60 years old. Truman becomes the world leader when he turns, when he's 60 years old. Same thing. In the case of Cyrus, um, Isaiah reveals to Cyrus through a prophecy. He says, Cyrus, even though you didn't know God, God says, I called you, I, I ordained you, I appointed you, I anointed you. Well, did that ever happen with Truman? A year after Truman recognizes Israel, 
a man comes from Israel. He's the chief rabbi of Israel. He comes there, and he comes to the office of, in the White House, and he says to Truman, God placed you in your mother's womb for this very moment to do that. He says, in ancient times, there was a king called Cyrus, and he did exa- you did exactly what he did. You have fulfilled the, 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 the calling of Cyrus, and you will be remembered in Jewish history. Truman breaks down and starts crying. In, in the White House. Now, years later, yeah, well, well, Cyrus, when he, Cyrus, when he would sign his, his, doc, his inscriptions, he would always say, I am Cyrus. Years later, Truman is at an event in New York City, and he says the words, I am Cyrus. Wow. <laughs> it's just chilling. It's just yeah. absolutely chilling. And, and Richard, in the days of that Cyrus, it was in that, in his days, the next Cyrus is born, Trump is born under Truman. So it's from Cyrus. Cyrus to Cyrus. Right, right. And, 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 and with Cyrus, remember, he's connected to this 70-year period. He says he, 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 come, he rises and issues the proclamation after 70 years. Well, notice something about Trump. He's, you know, Cyrus is linked to 70 years. Trump becomes president when he is after 70 years. He's 70 years old. He's a living embodiment. It's all, I mean, it's, there's so many connections. Right. It's amazing. Right. And Cyrus, didn't he help... The, the the Jews build Israel. Didn't he? Didn't he fund yes. sort of the building? Yes. And, and of course, Trump is all about building. Yeah, yes, great. You know, that's great. I did Yeah, Trump is Trump is a builder, and Cyrus is the builder. Not only that, in the proclamation that Cyrus issued to return, he actually issues he he gives the instructions about building the house in Jerusalem. In in Trump's Jerusalem declaration, he actually has instructions about building a house in Jerusalem, which was the American embassy, but it's still a house. And he he starts saying about the architects, just like the same declaration of Cyrus. There you go. Uh, this one almost sounds like a, a you know, that the Beatles song, the uh, Nowhere Man. He's a real nowhere, nowhere man. This is the man who was. Who is the man who was? The man who was. Okay, it's all about resurrection and all about. I mean, God is restoring and resurrecting. Well, He resurrected the nation. He resurrected the Israeli farmer. He resurrected the Israeli soldier. Everything that perished in the first century, He resurrects. What about the leaders? Well, the well, the first leader of of Israel was. David Ben Gurion. He's the, he's he's all he's like the George Washington of Israel. David Ben Gurion. He's the one who led the war and and led Israel back into existence. Well, amazing thing I found. I had no idea, David. No idea with this. And that is that in ancient times, the as, as Israel was about to be destroyed, the last among the last of the last leaders who were there at the very end, the leader was named Ben Gurion. Ben Gurion. So you have Ben Gurion, a leader, a man called Ben Gurion, as Israel ends. Then you have a man Ben Gurion as Israel is resurrected. Ben, the ancient Ben Gurion was named Joseph Ben Gurion. David Ben Gurion's middle name is Joseph, so his name was Joseph <laughs> Ben Gurion. Uh, the ancient Ben Gurion, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean well, I'll just say this: if it's amazing, I can't even get into. It. There's so many things that follow. It's like the one is the the resurrection of the other, and David Ben Gurion had no idea. I mean, he wasn't trying. He just he took that name years, forty years before he had as a pen name. He had no idea, and yet God has the idea. And one, I'll throw in this footnote: before Ben Gurion died, there, you know, there's a there's a uh, book on his in his office. They preserved it, and you know, one of the books he was reading it was the late great planet Earth by Hal Lindsey about the prophecy of Jesus coming and linked to Israel. Wow, amazing! Um, we've got about two minutes. Do we have time to get into the prophet's song? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, somewhat. We'll start um, anyway. Okay. 
Yeah, the thing is that, that God gives songs for the prophets, and, and that is that the prophetic songs, and that, but, but, that they're, they're songs, but they, they prophesy what's to come. Well, amazing thing happens. 1967, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a song comes out in Israel, and it's a, it's a prophetic song. It's a song about Israel longing for Jerusalem, longing for Jerusalem. That, and I mean, out of nowhere, that, that, you know, it was still separated from Jerusalem. And so it, it's introduced on the 19th anniversary of the nation of Israel, and it spreads throughout the entire nation. Everybody's singing it, I long for you, Jerusalem. It's actually based on the Psalms, which says, if I forget you, O Jerusalem, you know, we, we wept by the waters of Babylon. And it's a song, and yet it's going to be prophetic, because less than one month later, Israel is going to regain Jerusalem. And on the day that the song is released, on that very day, the, 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 the Egyptian army is massing along the borders of Israel. The Six-Day War is being set in motion. And at the end, and be, at the end of that war, you know, now the, the woman who wrote the song, I mean, actually when the Israeli soldiers went, got to the Temple Mount, they start singing the song, Jerusalem of Gold, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And, they, and the woman has to change it in the Song of Mourning. She has to say, now we've returned, and now, it, and, it, and so God says, you know, God, when he judged Israel, he said, I will turn your, your joy or your songs of joy into mourning. Well, it says when he redeems them, he's going he's gonna to change their song of mourning into joy. Well, he literally does it. He takes the song of mourning, prophetic song, and turns it into the song of joy. All right. We'll take another time out. Come back. Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Oracle. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. the sky. Ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Jonathan Kahn is with us for the full two hours and his latest, it's a mind blower folks, The Oracle, The Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled and again, how do we get a copy of the book? It's, uh, it's probably on the shelves as we speak. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, it's being released right now. It should be on the shelves everywhere, from Walmart to everywhere to Amazon, all that. But if you also, if you get it within this first week of September, and you go to the oracleiscoming.com, you're also going to get $80 worth of other books, e-books. And it's the oracleiscoming.com. You'll get all that, the oracle plus that, but you can get the oracle everywhere. All right, so back to these amazing mysteries and oracles. The Day of Priests. If Do we have time for the Day of Priests? We can do it, but we can also go to the Babylonian Code if you want. Either one. Okay. <laughs> you choose. All right. Let's, let's move ahead, Let's because there's so much here. Okay. Let's get on to the okay. Babylonian Code. Yeah, we can only touch, obviously, only things. Yeah. Amazing thing is that when you look at the destruction of ancient Israel, the first temple, the one who destroyed it was King Nebuchadnezzar. And there's a period of time between... He goes to Jerusalem, and, and it's when, it's, some people say the time of the Gentiles begin at that time. He takes over the city, Jerusalem loses its sovereignty, and then later on he comes back and he destroys the entire nation. The nation of Israel is destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. How long was that period? It was a period of, between the two, it was a period of 19 years. So 19 years from when Jerusalem loses its sovereignty to the day that 
the nation of Israel is destroyed from the earth. Amazing thing, because I said, remember, with these mysteries, God reverses everything. He's bringing resurrection. The amazing thing is that if you take, when Israel comes back to the world when? 1948. 1948, that's the time of Israel's resurrection. Count 19 years, and it takes you to 1967, the time when Jerusalem is regained. So the ancient formula, you could call it, the Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian code, that's 19 years from Jerusalem to the destruction. Now it's 19 years from the resurrection to Jerusalem. And I went deeper into it. If you go deeper, it even goes, it's 19 years and a month. And that's exactly when, if you take May 14th and go 19 years and a month, it goes to the time that Israel regains Jerusalem. I mean, that too. Even Nebuchadnezzar is part of the mystery. Donald Trump, Nebuchadnezzar. Why, why does God play around with these numbers? Is it because he wants to leave breadcrumbs for us to discover? I think God weaves everything together. I believe it's happening in our lives. It's happening in the world. We don't realize it. I mean, and again, this mystery goes up to where we are and beyond. So I, I think it's happening in all things. We see it so powerfully when it deals with prophetic things like this. And I think there's so much more. You know, I, it shows you how real God is, because God doesn't have to, quote, trumpet all this. He doesn't say, hey, look here, look here, look here. It's just there, you know. And I think he allows us to see it, to see how real he is. But I, I think it's the working of God. He's weaving. It says he works all things together, you know, for our good. I think he weaves everything together. We don't see a, a little trace of it, but, but when we catch a glimpse, that's what the oracle is catching. It's amazing. It's real. Is there more to the Trump Mystery? Yeah, yeah. Trump. I mean, there's a lot to it, but I'll just I'll just touch on. Well, well, you know what? <laughs> there's so much, Richard. Um, there's so much. Yes, with Trump and 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 where we are. Um, but you know, if you know, if you want, just because we have, I'm you know, just trying to get to so many things. If you want to get, I'll do it. If you want, do you want to get to the summer yeah. of love, or do you want to get to? Okay. Well, okay. I think because we ha- we do have some time here. We're in we're in pretty good shape here. We're moving along on schedule. Okay. Okay. So, do you want me to do Trump or summer of love? Uh, let's do a little bit of Trump, and then we'll get to the summer of okay. love. Yeah. Okay. Well, Trump, we mentioned in the last time that his mystery, is, it, the mystery linked to the trumpet and the jubilee. Um, and not only that, it's also linked, but there's also a link to Cyrus. But people, you, know, you know, Trump, I, I mentioned that, that there's this 70-year thing with, with, with Cyrus. Trump becomes president when he's 70, the 70 years as, he's, he's kind of like taken off actually where Truman left off. He's He's born, again, from, from the other Cyrus. He, he, his presidency is 70 years from the other Cyrus. Remember, Cyrus is always linked to 70 years. Truman and Trump, they even sound alike, um, T-R-U-M, and they're linked by 70 years at the same time. But also, Trump actually, people don't realize this, Trump actually, he actually spoke as King Cyrus. It was the Persian New Year. And and Trump does something that no president ever did. He he speaks about King Cyrus, and he actually quotes King Cyrus. So he's actually talking as King Cyrus. And as and as we we you alluded to, you're the you brought this up, and that is that that there is the the uh, he built he you know Trump, uh, Cyrus was a builder. Trump is a builder. He builds the house. Now Trump in that declaration, if you look, I won't go through it, but the declaration that he issued follows the pattern of Cyrus. It recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Judah or or the Jewish people. It speaks about the rebuild, the return of Jerusalem. It speaks about the right of the Jewish people to Jerusalem, that's Cyrus. And it speaks about building a house in Jerusalem. It was the temple back then, but in this time, at least a start, it's it was the it was the American embassy that he planned. Now, months later, five months later, the the embassy opens up. And when does it open up? It opens up on May 14th. May 14th. May 14th is, of course, is the birth of Israel. 
And but the interesting thing, it wasn't just the birth of Israel. It was exactly 70 years from the birth of Israel. It's exactly, so you've got, you've got, when Trump makes the declaration, it's 70 years on the Hebrew calendar from the vote of Israel. That's the, remember we talked before, he makes it, he makes that Jerusalem declaration. But then when the, when it's fulfilled, the, the next year, it's on the, it's on the exact 70 year, another 70 year, end of 70 year, Cyrus, the house is established in this case, established. And there, there's actually a scripture, <laughs> it's an appointed word for that week, and you know what it was? It was, it was, it was the, it was the ordinance of the Jubilee, everyone shall return home to their possession. But, but not only that, when Trump, Trump makes a speech on that, on the day of the opening of the house, and the speech, he starts out by speaking of Truman, his, the other Cyrus, what he did 70 years before, and, and now get this, Richard, right? we, we spoke about Trump's name, Trump, you know, and we, with the Jubilee. But another thing, when God restores his people, he always has a world ruler to sanction it. You had, we mentioned, we had King Cyrus back then. You had, you had actually had Lloyd George, Prime Minister of, of Britain, at the time of the Balfour Declaration. You have Truman, the world ruler, at the time of the rebirth. And now you have Trump. Well, his first name is Donald. What does Donald mean? The name of Donald means world ruler. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> in what language does it mean, Don, um, world, or just in English? Um, it, it it, 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 it's, it's a Latin, I mean, it's a, it's a Latin-based, you know, okay. language. You know, like it could be, I don't know if it's French or, or, or Scottish or, you know, something like that. But right. yes, it's a regular, that's, Donald, that's what it means. It means world ruler. All right, so 1967, of course, uh, you know, the, the, um, the Six-Day War, we talked about that. But 1967 was also out in San Francisco, the Summer of Love. What does yeah. that have to do with the Oracle? Yeah, well, well, again, it's restoration, and it's the year of jubilee. Now, the thing is that that in the in the very beginning of the age, if you if you remember, um, well, here's what happened: Jerusalem was destroyed. Now, when Jerusalem was destroyed, it affected not to, it affected Jewish believers. You, you you had the apostles in Jerusalem, you had the disciples in Jerusalem. It affected the whole church. You know, everything changed when Jerusalem was destroyed. So Jerusalem is destroyed, and and from that comes the disappearance of the of the apostles, and then the disciples, and gradually Jewish believers disappear from the earth, pretty much. Well, in 1967, Jerusalem was restored. The Jewish people re-entered Jerusalem. So could it have caused, could something have happened? Well, the amazing thing is, 1967 wasn't just a, a, a return physically. It, in the same time, it leads into the greatest revival of Jewish people coming back to the Lord. If the disappearance of Jerusalem was the disappearance of Jewish believers, the reappearance of Jerusalem becomes now the reappearance of Jewish believers. You start having Jews for Jesus, you start having all these things, all these things come back, and they, and, and the major ministries trace themselves, or the major revivals trace themselves to the year 1967. And, and the other ones, including Jews for Jesus, trace themselves to the summer of love. The summer of love is 1967. When did it begin? June 1967. So the same month of the Six-Day War. So Jerusalem disappears, they come the disappearance. Jerusalem reappears, what happens? The Jewish people have a revival, not just the Jews, it affects the whole church too. So even in that, even when you see in churches, you hear the name Yeshua now, you see, you see shofars going, yeah, they never had that before. That's restoring what was lost 2,000 years ago. All right. Um, we just have a, about a minute here. Let's uh, tell people once again how they get a copy of the Oracle as we head into the break. Yes, 
the Oracle is coming out right now. It should be sneaking onto shelves right now. The official release is, is the first week of September. Uh, you can get it at Walmart. You can get it in Amazon, everywhere, online. You can get it right now. If you order it, I'm supposed to told this by the publisher, if you order it within the first week, by uh, up till then, from now on, um, you'll, you, you can get $80 worth of free books of, of mine in ebook form. And it, if you go, all you do is go to the oracleiscoming.com and you do it. The oracleiscoming.com and you'll get on top of the Oracle, you'll also get the other free gifts. All right. We'll take a time out. When we come back, we'll figure out where this mystery is all leading and uh, we'll reveal the keys that God's people are to know and do in this hour and in the days to come. Jonathan Kahn, my guest, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All of these mysteries are just, as we say, mind-blowing, they're chilling and so forth, but where is this all leading? Well, amazing thing. We've got to go to the beginning of the mystery. The beginning of the Jubilee is basically you lost your inheritance, you lost your ancestral possession. It begins with loss. Well, all these things that we're seeing were the restoration of what was lost at the beginning of the age. And that is Jerusalem, the Jewish people spread out to the nations, all that. But the non-believing Jewish people weren't the only ones who, who spread out and lost, who spread out from Jerusalem. Before they spread out, the apostles left Jerusalem. They went from Jerusalem and they went out to the world. This has affected church history, world history, all of history is affected by this. The Jubilee, now what we're seeing is the return of what was lost or departed in the beginning of the age. Well, it all comes down to one moment. There's one key moment when all these things began. It wasn't 70 AD is when the Jewish people left. Before that, the apostles go out to the world. But before that is the event of all events, the departure of all departures. We go to the Mount of Olives, and it is Messiah. Messiah begins this mystery. Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, he's standing on the Mount of Olives, and he departs from Jerusalem. He's the first one to depart from Jerusalem. And everything follows him. So if he departs, that means everything's going to depart. So he departs from the land. He departs from Jerusalem. Therefore, He's the king of Israel, and a nation has to follow its king. So therefore, the Jewish people are going to depart from Jerusalem and from Israel. And so the whole age is all begins with Messiah's sandals, him departing from the Mount of Olives. And all the things we saw. But therefore, if the Jubilee and Mysteries are all about the return, the return to Jerusalem, the return to the land, the return, then it's all leading up to the ultimate return. He left and then Jerusalem was gone. Well, if Jerusalem's come back, that means he's coming back. If the Jewish people have come back to Jerusalem and to Israel, that means the king of Israel's coming back to Israel and to Jerusalem, which is exactly it. You know, when, when he left, they said, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? And he said, it's not for you to know the time. But the one who's restoring Israel behind all these things is Jesus, Yeshua. It's his hands. So it's all about, it's all leading up to that day. 
You see, the mystery of the Jubilee is that there's a separation between the one who owns and the one he lost his possession. Well, the one who owns Israel is Messiah, is Jesus. So the ultimate Jubilee, the ultimate separation, the mother of all separations, is Messiah being separated from his land, separated from his people, separated from the kingdom, separated from the world. Well, that has to be undone. So the Jubilee is the restoring, the king will come to the kingdom, the king will come back to his people. All these things that we're seeing are signs of leading up to that day. And not only did he leave Jerusalem, he left the world itself. God left the world. So what it's saying is also the final Jubilee, or or almost the final Jubilee, is that God comes back to creation. And God will be, Messiah will be reconciled to his ancient people. They will look upon him whom they have pierced, and they will mourn for him. They will say, blessed is he, he will come, and the entire world will be reconciled together. And that's when the whole world will have the Jubilee. That's when the lion will lay down with the calf and peace will cover the earth. That's the Jubilee. That's what we were supposed to have in the beginning that we all lost. But it all centers around the mystery of Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus. He is the Lord of the Jubilee. Is there then not a clue as to when Jesus will return? Doesn't it have to be on a Jubilee year, which means we can look at certain years, you know, let's say from 1967, 50 years, that's that's 2017. Then we go to 2067. Yeah. Does that not give us a clue? I don't. Th- I, yeah, I don't think we. I mean, you know, we don't want to be dogmatic. You know, if there's no one knows the day or the hour, even though God is re- is revealing a lot of days and hours. You know, in these mysteries, of the oracle that we talked about. I don't think it has to, but I mean, it could be linked to. I mean, because as we saw, there's a lot of mysteries going on. You know, and and even at the same time, you know, there's converging mysteries, converging times, all that. It could be. It could be. You know, but then God is sovereign. There's other things. I actually. I'm not promoing it, because just because you said it, I'm doing a DVD series called The Oracle Uncensored, and in that one, I'm actually going to put some things together, and we're not, we're not being dramatic, so nothing has to happen when we think, but, but there are some things that converge at certain times, but there's a lot of mysteries, you know, so, so the Lord will do as he chooses, but I, I do believe it will be at an appointed time, and I do believe also that, you know, just as everything he did in the first coming happened on a Hebrew holy day, that so the, the return of the Lord will happen on Hebrew holy days, because they, everything does, and the, the, the ones that haven't yet been fulfilled by Jesus, prophetically, are the ones that have to do with the return, the second coming, feast of trumpets, also Jubilee, the day of, of the day of God when when we come face to face, tabernacles. That's all the autumn feast. So I do believe that we have that to go on, right. and and I do get deeper into it. But you know, <laughs> we can't give it all away. There's no, not, there's <laughs> well, no time. We'll, we, but yeah. we will come back and we'll touch on a few other uh, mysteries like the uh, the mystery of John Patterson, maybe the return of the yes. warrior, the Matrix of Years. All that yes. lies ahead. One final segment to go with Jonathan Kahn, author of the Oracle, right here on the Conspiracy show. Stay with us. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Well, we are into the home stretch with Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Oracle, and uh, the Jubilee and Mysteries Unveiled. Let's let's talk about some of the other ones that we didn't get to earlier. Yes. Uh, the the Matrix, uh, the Matrix of Years. Yes, and as we're learning, <laughs> this 
my first interview was with Richard. Because uh, Richard, we're learning. We we can only touch on things. Obviously, there's so much we can't get to. But it's really cool how much we did. Um, the Matrix of Years. I only found found out this after the the Jubilee is linked to you know the, you get back again what you lost. Well, when did when did the Jewish people lose the land? Well, you know we have the year 70 AD that was Jerusalem, but the loss of the land actually began in before that. It began when the the Roman Emperor Emperor uh, Vespasian and Titus invaded the land and they started destroying it. They started sending Jewish people into exile, and they, it all it all began. The destruction began in this the year 67 AD. Now the amazing thing is that's the matrix because once you get that, that's when the destruction came, the loss came. So then when you have the restoration, it's all going to be based on when it happened. That's why the restoration, the Jubilee begins in 1867 because it's exactly Jubilee, we count 50, 50, 50, all the way, it goes back to the year 67. That's why the Balfour Declaration and, and Allenby liberated Jerusalem in 1917, it goes back 50 years, Jubilee to 67. That's why 1967 is the 6 War, it goes all the way back to the loss of the year 67. That's why 2017, it all goes back. It's amazing. And actually, when these things happen, you know, when when the land was first lost, it was in the springtime, in, in May, May-June period. Well, it's interesting because May-June is, is the crucial period of all this stuff. May 14th, Israel comes back into the world. June 7th comes the Six-Day War. Um, the first settlement in Israel that was basically the restoring of Israel happens in May. Um, all this, I mean, it all all goes back to the beginning and again talk about how God is perfect. God will restore everything that is lost and so whatever loss there is, there's a restoration. God loves the number 50, I guess. I, I, you know, I'm thinking back <laughs> to when I turned 50. That was a pretty good year actually, my own personal jubilee. Yes, and I was uh, actually. I think that's when I wrote the Harbinger. And I was, um, and I was in Canada with you. You know, it was, yes. it was. I hadn't been in Canada since I since I was a little kid. It was fifty years. You know, it, that's everything right. was fifty. Yeah, that's right. All right, the mystery of John Patterson. Okay, really, really cool. One of the things is that that in the you know everything is restored year Julie. One of the things that was gone from the earth from ancient times was the was the Jewish soldier after the Roman army destroyed them, killed them, or drove them out of the land, and there has been no more Jewish soldier in the land for two thousand years. But all of a sudden they they return to the land. There's something formed called the Jewish Legion. It is it is formed and and they, the Jewish uh, soldiers return to the land. What year? 1917 in the year of Jubilee. So they, they come back in the year of Jubilee. They actually drive out, they help drive out the Ottoman Empire. They're taking back their land. It's the Jubilee. You come back to your land, you, you kick the other person off. Well, well, it happens that year. The man who, who formed that legion and who led that legion, the first commander, was not Jewish. He was an Irish Christian. And his name was John Patterson, who loved, who loved the Bible and loved the Jewish people. He's the, he's the first commander. Not only did he do that, but he was crucial also in having the Balfour Declaration come in. I, I won't go into that. But also, he's called the, you know, the godfather of the Israeli army, an Irish Christian uh, from the year of Jubilee. The, 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 the Israeli army was formed after what the Jewish legion that he did. But also, 
what John Patterson did, this Christian, um, and they were crucial in, in Israel's rebirth, is he, he formed the training ground for Israel's first leader. In his army was the first, uh, or the, the presidents of Israel, the leaders of its army. The first prime minister, David Ben-Gurion, was a, a soldier in his army. Even the, the man who oversaw the Six-Day War was in his army. Um, and finally, John Patterson, uh, he died in 1947, the key year that begins Israel's rebirth. But he even, he became friends with a Jewish family, and he became the godfather of the firstborn son. That firstborn son became a hero in Israel, got killed. His younger brother be, uh, went into politics. The family's name was Netanyahu. Mm. So John Patterson was the godfather of the Netanyahu family. Uh. And Netanyahu was the prime minister in the last jubilee you know, of 2017. But not only that, so it all goes back. He was, he was in that year of 1917, he leads the Jewish army back. When was he, when did he begin? When was he born? John Patterson was born in 
power to do it all, and he will give you that power to restore. you got to sometimes tell, you know, the devil occupies your land. you got to tell him, get off my land. It is, I have the power of Jubilee, and I am going to take back what I have been called to for such a time as this. All right. One final time, uh, Jonathan. I, I, I want people to get a hold of this book, so um, I, I hope they don't mind, but I'm going to ask you again. Oh, thank you. Oops. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's just going out right now. So you can get it. You can get the Oracle is available everywhere, Walmart on shelves and uh, online, Amazon, everywhere. Um, you can get it. And also you can, um, if you if you want, you can get, if you get it before the end of the first week of September, you can get also $80 worth of free eBooks from the publisher. Uh, just go to the Oracle. Oracleiscoming.com. That's it. Theoracleiscoming.com. You'll get the Oracle, and you'll get everything else. So, I mean, you've probably, even though we've just scratched the surface of the Oracle, <laughs> the actual book probably only just scratches the surface. Is there, is there going to be a second volume, do you think? <laughs> I had a condensed list. Like three thousand pages to get into like two hundred eighty pages. Um, so yeah. So what I, I didn't plan that at this point. But what I what I did do, and again, I just is I did I did I'm doing eight DVDs, which are the uncensored or things that I couldn't do in that, and it's going to be called the Oracle Uncensored. I don't even know how I'm offering it. I'm not even. It's just not a plug. But if you get in touch with maybe if you get in touch with Hope of the World is my ministry. Hope of the World dot org. Um, and ask about it. We'll try to get it to Hope of the World dot org. It will have those things and and the mystery of the mathematics of the end. But I'm working on it right now. We're getting it out. So so that's it. I, we'll see how the Lord leads, you know. The Oracle, the Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled. Jonathan, what a pleasure. Thank you. My blessing. Thank you, Richard. Okay, that's it for me. Back next week with a brand new show. My thanks to Owen Wolf and Ryan White. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper... Proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home.